Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast made by fans like you, for fans like you. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. I am flying solo today. My name is Joe Kuzma, your usual host. The final week of the regular season game that doesn't matter much, at least, at least for our postseason positioning for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The 10 and 5 Pittsburgh Steelers looking to be 11 and 5 facing the 1 and 14. Yes, no longer winless. Cleveland Browns hosting the Browns at Heinz Field in a game where, like I just said, not a whole lot other than pride maybe on the line. And the Steelers are probably going to rest some of their starters in this game. They've already locked up the three seed. We've talked a lot about this already with postseason positioning. There's a lot of other things that are going on. The six teams in the AFC are definitely determined. There's no change in anything other than where they may end up, and that may be who comes to Pittsburgh the following week. But concentrating on Sunday, I don't know. I'm geeked up. I'm hoping I'm not too partied out from New Year's Eve. Going to get up early. Going to get to the Berg early. A 1 o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Continue maybe some of that party. Maybe I just won't go to bed. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people probably aren't psyched up for this game like I am. But I want to see the backups play in this game. And I want to see them put a whooping on the Browns. Because you know what? You guys that, have, that are the usual listeners and know that I live in a house divided with a Browns fan. My wife. Ugh. Always fighting over, well, I, I usually throw out the Browns clothes. Shh, don't tell her. So she can't put them on our small child, try and convert her into a loser. Oh, I'm being harsh. I'm throwing the shade at the Cleveland Browns, but you know what? It's all in good fun. I feel bad for the Browns. I do. A lot of people joke that they couldn't beat some college teams. And that probably could be true. And we're about to see that because this is going to be like almost a preseason game. I think it'll be equally talented to see some of the Steelers' backups play against the Cleveland Browns. And in fact, I think most of the predictions and things to talk about with this game, it's really unexpected. I don't know. We know who the Cleveland Browns are. We've seen them. We saw an ugly game that was cold and just miserable up in Cleveland back in November. Now the Browns, they they have a victory. They have a one next to their record now in the W column. By virtue of a San Diego Chargers loss, I'm saying it that way because the Chargers missing multiple field goals in the game and a last-second chance to tie at the end. And, man, I don't know how their head coach, at uh, is it Mike McCoy? I don't know how he keeps his job. I think the Chargers have a talented team. They always get hit with injuries quite a bit, too. They obviously have a, a decent quarterback with Phillip Rivers, but he didn't play very decently in Cleveland. Now, the Browns have to come to Pittsburgh. And I think our backups are going to be really geeked up for this game. Let's put it this way. I'm going to run down some of these Chargers stats from last week. And we're talking about Phillip Rivers goes 23 of 46, 50% completion rate, 322, two TDs, one interception. It's good for a 78.4 QB rating. So it's not as though the Browns had this stellar offensive display against the Chargers. You had Isaiah Crowell got two touchdowns. He had 54 yards rushing. RG3 ran around a little bit. He had 42 yards rushing. Duke Johnson with 28. Now, RG3 was 17-25 for 164. 
he gets rocked out of the game for a little bit, replaced. Cody Kessler comes in, 2 of 3 for 11 yards. Uh, did I mention RG3? Only 160, 164 yards. None of them throw for a touchdown. Neither of them actually throw an interception either, which is kind of odd because the Chargers had forced a turnover in every single game they had played in up to this point. They couldn't get either one of these quarterbacks to throw a pick. That's because they really weren't throwing the ball on target or downfield where even their own receivers could really catch them. I mean, Gary Barnage doing his usual thing, 5 for 42, Terrell Pryor, 3 of 36. There really wasn't a whole lot going on in this game. Uh, you got uh, Farrow, uh, I believe a rookie uh, for the Chargers, running nine times for 28 yards. Everyone thought he was going to be the guy to plug and play for Melvin Gordon. Well, it didn't really work out that way. Uh, Antonio Gates doing his usual thing. Now, it's funny how many times these guys are targeted. Antonio Gates gets targeted 13 times. He catches eight of them for 94 in a, in a TD. Um, the former Brown, Travis Benjamin, gets a 50-yard long uh, catch and run type deal. He goes for three catches total for 75 on four targets. Ty Williams catches uh, four of his nine passes for 64 and a TD. Dontrell Inman, who I put money down on in uh, the daily fantasy of DraftKings, uh, gets targeted 10 times, the kind of volume you like to see in a fantasy game. He could only haul in three of them for 44 yards. Absolute trash. So, it, it, you mean, you look at this, and it's like, even though Phillip Rivers like was barely hitting the side of uh, uh, the barn, as you might say, do <sighs> you think Landry Jones can maybe do a better job than this? Because the the sentiment is, and even though Mike Tomlin has it, he's cryptic, he hasn't come out and just straightforward said it, he did say that the guys are going to get a rest if it can. Le'Veon Bell, we've never had Le'Veon Bell in a postseason environment, and I would like to have that. So I think they're very cautious, uh, going to be cautious and very conscious about what they're going to do, who they're going to play, and who they're going to sit. And I was already showing a little bit of my the bold predictions article, which will be out just very shortly, may even be up by the time you guys uh, hear this uh, episode. So in part of doing that, the predictions are really who's going to sit and who's going to play. And I do believe all the killer bees sit. Um, I don't know, man. I mean... You look at what Tomlin did in the preseason, and Tomlin, uh, he sat everybody through the first two preseason games, barely played them in the third one where they just went out and just destroyed the New Orleans Saints. Then you got Landry Jones that got to play in there with, like, Sammy Coates and the uh, starting offensive line. Now, you, there's only, you have 53 players on a roster. This isn't the preseason, so you have a much sm- – there were 75 on the team at that point, I believe. Maybe even 90. I'm trying to think when the actual cutoff was. The cutoff – the first cutoff might be, might have been after the third preseason game. I'm trying to think here. Uh, regardless, it was one of those two numbers. You only have 53 now. Seven of those will be inactive, will not get a helmet on Sunday. And three of them, I believe, will be Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Big Ben Roethlisberger since Zach Mettenberger, the third-string QB, the clipboard holder – that uh, we claimed off of waivers following, well, he got cut a little bit earlier in uh, the the preseason, I believe, from the tra- from the Chargers. <laughs> Go figure, it wasn't good enough to play on the Chargers. So, um, anyway, Zach Mattenberger, who usually just stands there on the sidelines inactive, more than likely will get a helmet, I believe. Do I think we'll necessarily see them? I see them. I, I don't know in this game. I think this is Landry Jones's game. I think they're prepping to let him play. I think they want to see what Landry Jones can do. This is a showcase for him, and I was talking internally with some of my team at Steel City Underground 
about how back in, was it 2012, uh, the Green Bay Packers had everything sewn up. Uh, they end up playing a 45-41 to f- uh, 41 shootout with the Detroit Lions in Week 17, also on New Year's Day, by the way. But that was without Aaron Rodgers. They said Aaron Rodgers for a backup at the time named Matt Flynn, who would enter free agency, get a huge contract with the Seattle Seahawks, and then never really play a down with them because they drafted Russell Wilson, who wins the job ahead of Matt Flynn. So do I think Landry Jones could be Matt Flynn? I would love to see Landry Jones throw for four, five, or six touchdowns in this game. If they end up doing that and it's a lopsided score and it's not a close game whatsoever, I I think the Steelers have – I think they have – a badge of honor, and they and they want to win this game, and I think the backups even want to win this game. At the same time, you have a Cleveland Browns team that's also stocked with professionals. They're down most of the year, demoralized. They hadn't been winning any games, and excuse me, and now they win a game, and the feeling's good. They're on a win streak. They've finally done it. They're over the hump. They do not want to get embarrassed or beat by a bunch of backups from a division rival. I mean, the rivalry hasn't been very strong. It's been very one-sided for a long time, but they would like to change that. It's not going to affect the way the Steelers play, so hopefully the Steelers aren't looking past this game. But at the same time, these guys, some of these guys are going to get in this game are hungry. They have some of them. This might be their only shot at getting any real playing time. Me and Brian talked about John Maxey, who was called up. Defensive lineman called up from the practice squad last week because Stefan Tuitt is banged up. I think Stefan Tuitt will be one of those inactives, so there's your fourth one besides the three killer bees. They're going to rest him another week, get him ready. But it, here's a chance to show the coaches what you got. This is this is the big time. You want to show them what you got. Now, Landry Jones, more than likely entering. He's going to be a free agent. His contract is up after this season. This could be his last set of uh, downs and his last action as a Pittsburgh Steeler. I know that Mike Tomlin didn't sound too enthused with him at the end of last season, but they still brought Bruce G back too, who he kind of said the same thing about. So are they going to replace one or two quarterbacks? Are they, I don't think they're just going to leapfrog Landry Jones necessarily either. Cause I don't think Zach Mettenberger is ready. And I think they know that Zach Mettenberger isn't necessarily strong and needs some time in this system too. So if this game gets a little out of hand one way or the other, the only other thing would be an injury, God forbid, uh, to Landry Jones and Zach Mettenberger gets in. I think I think the Steelers they need to evaluate what they're going to do. If they're going to bring Landry back, this is his audition. Will he command a lot of money on the market? Well, it really depends on this. Uh, it depends on this appearance here because Matt Flynn cashed in a huge contract on count of that. Landry goes out and just has a pedestrian uh, game, and maybe they still win, maybe they lose. What do the Steelers do from there? Do they draft somebody? Do they take another? Do they take a quarterback in next year's draft? It's still going to be a rookie. It's still going to be a guy with not a lot of time under his belt. What happens if Ben were to get banged up next year and he needs somebody to step in? Uh, you know, these veterans just don't, you know, they're just not there uh, the to pull off of some magic veteran quarterback tree that you just have some season backup ready to go. Uh, unfortunately, that was supposed to be Bruce Gradkowski. Couldn't stay healthy the last two seasons. So I think Landry Jones is that veteran. And a lot of people are going to hate me for saying these things. I've always been positive about Landry Jones, but I would love nothing more than to see him just 
quiet the doubters, go out there and have a very solid game. I thought he played a very good game against the New England Patriots, all uh, all considering the situation that he was in. He's not going to have quite all of the tools that he would have from that particular game. So you're not going to have Antonio Brown out there. But at the same time as we talked about playing uh, scout team and in practice, he's he's running a lot with the you know he's the number two quarterback, so he's running with like the twos. He's running, he's throwing passes to guys like Darius Hayward Bay, who he had a great rapport with, uh, even in that New England Patriots game. He might get DHB back out there. Uh, he saw, I think maybe. I don't know. Actually, I don't even think he got on the field for offense. If he did, he got like one snap. I know D'Angelo Williams had exactly one snap. And Arthur Motes got exactly one snap on defense. So these are guys you may see, too. I don't know about D'Angelo Williams. He's been banged up. He's up there in age as much as he may not want to admit so. And it's just somebody you don't want to risk getting injured. You want to have him as well in the postseason because we didn't last year and you saw what happened. So they're going to try and keep these guys healthy. So here's basically where I'm at with all this. We know all the Browns' history. Uh, We know that the Steelers, what are they? They They're like uh, 42-21 and against the Browns in Pittsburgh. This is the 128th regular season meeting. Um... I really want to talk about, but RG3, 121 rushing yards, two rushing TDs in the past three games. Um, Cody Kessler could be the QB, second among rookies with a 65.6 completion percentage. It's a minimum of 150 attempts. Uh, Isaiah Crowell has 800-plus rushing yards. Uh, Terrell Pryor is also like a team high, but really none of this. These guys haven't been like really great. Now, Jamie Collins, 59 tackles, 7 for loss, 2 sacks, and a forced fumble since he joined this team being traded from New England in Week 9. Uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby. But you're going up against Ben Roethlisberger, who just became the 10th quarterback in NFL history with over 300 passing touchdowns. And, well, Ben's not going to play. So, But you're going to have his replacement there. I'd love to say all these things about Le'Veon Bell and stuff and that too, but you know what? None of these guys are going to play. James Harrison, here's another guy I'm not so sure about. So you look to take a look at all the team leaders with the, with the Steelers. You don't know how to preview this game. The offense averaging 70 more yards than the Browns per game. Uh, the, the Browns, that would be good for uh, fifth. Well, yeah, fifth in the NFL versus the Browns being 28th. The Browns are the 24th best rushing team versus the Steelers being 11th. Uh, Browns ranked 31st in points scored, 31st in points allowed. The Steelers are 12th and 9th. Yeah, 9th in points allowed. Uh, the Steelers are also plus 2 in the takeaway department. The Browns are minus 9. So if you see where I'm going with this, even if you yank the superstars off of this roster, the, the Browns starters are just about like the, the the worst of the worst. I'm really trying to be polite and professional about this, but it's tough not to be not to be biased towards your own team. So, or for your own team. So the Steelers are uh, entering this game. Oh, I had it. I wanted to say they were seven point favorites. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing anywhere from seven to five and a half point favorite with an over under of 43 and a half points, which actually they had 44 and a half as the over under last week. The Vegas line did. And that's quite a bit of points when you're talking about backup guys versus like the one of the worst offenses and defenses in the leagues. They must think that the Steelers could still lay 30 on them. 
Now, as far as the inactives, I said the Killer Bees. I said Stefan Tuitt. I think Sammy Coates still dealing. Uh, he was just coming back from the hand thing. I think he tweaked the hamstring. It'll be interesting to see. Some of these guys were already limited in practice, including Ladarius Green from the concussion protocol. I sit Ladarius Green as well for one extra week. I think James Harrison gets sat. Uh, just the whole veteran deal. So, Brown, Bell, Ben, James Harrison, Ladarius Green, Sammy Coates, Stefan Tuitt. There's Those are your Steelers inactives for Week 17. That's my prediction right there. Uh, Lawrence Timmons, Ryan Shazier, well, in uniform, they're going to be sitting. Um, I could see a series with one and or both of them in, possibly. Uh, I was talking even with my cousin about you can't just sit everybody, but I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, there's really not even a benefit to have, like, Bud Dupree out there, for example, these guys may get, this is going to be like preseason. It's going to be like a quarter or two series or something like that. So I'm looking at my, I'm looking up and down this roster and I'm looking at what's viable. Vince Williams definitely leading and calling the defense uh, on that end is the left inside linebacker is one of my picks. I think the defensive line, you have no benefit to putting either of, well, Latarius Walton will be out there. He could use a little more time, I think, and Dan McCullers will be out there. Ricardo Matthews, Hargrave may see a little bit of time, but I don't want to risk him as well. Um, I definitely wouldn't risk Sean Davis. He's been stellar since he's been a full-time starter. The Steelers have not lost. Robert Golden, more than capable of taking his spot. Mike Mitchell, kind of banged up coming in and out of these games, right? Last few. Who knows what he's playing with? I think he's another veteran that... uh, he could be out there, and I know he's a competitor and wants to play, but definitely no harm in maybe putting Jordan, Jordan Dangerfield out there. Artie Burns could play as well, but I think Ross Cockrell's the guy that's going to stay out there, and I think Justin Gilbert gets to play against his former team, and we get to see if Justin Gilbert is a capable corner. This is the guy you traded for. Let's see what he's made of. Even Al has Shabazz just picked back up, bouncing around, practice squad, active roster, this, that, and every other thing. I think he could see some time. I don't even mention William Gay here. I think it's pretty uh, pretty well-known. William Gay's not going to be playing in this game. Just another veteran. I think the other inside linebacker paired with Vince Williams, Tyler Matikiewicz, Dirty Red, guy who plays a lot of special teams. You see, this is another thing. These guys that play special teams, you just can't have everybody out and do them both. But, you know, Sean Davis has done it. Artie Burns has done it. So these young guys can do it. I think Arthur Motes and Anthony Chiquillo play on the outside. Jarvis Jones was completely inactive last week. I don't think he starts. I don't even know. They could ro- roll the whole game with Chiquillo and Motes. It really could. So that's what I'd look at with the defense. On the offensive side of the ball, I think you see most of your starters on the offensive line. I had struggled with this one a little bit because I think Ramon Foster could possibly sit, but I'm not sure that you would. Uh, Big Al will be out there at left tackle. I think B.J. Finney will start at center. Marquise Pouncey is another guy that you want healthy and ready to go. Uh, David DeCastro will play, and I think he will play the entire game as well. And I think maybe Marcus Gilbert's a guy who was very questionable with some even midseason injuries, but even the preseason thing, they were talking about an elbow and stuff. Here's a guy that could use a rest. Uh, A very unlikely replacement for him was Chris Hubbard. So if Chris Hubbard is the guy that's next on the depth chart because of other injuries, what happened with Ryan Harris and 
Uh, Gerald Hawkins, of course, never made it out of preseason as well. So all your tackles there, why not give this guy some reps there? I was thinking at tight end we might see Xavier Grimble, but I think Jesse James plays a pretty good clip in this game as well. Why not get him the time? If you have Ladarius Green back the following week, uh, Jesse James is somewhat somewhat expendable. He's still young. He's still raw. Give him some time. Why not? And I said, Bell and um, D'Angelo Williams probably not playing in this game. Fitzgerald Toussaint. Going to get a, a load of the carries, I think. Could you see D'Angelo? Some. I think he'll be suited up, of course. Landry Jones under center. And then your wide receivers are going to be Eli Rogers, who's going to go and fulfill that uh, Antonio Brown role. Kobe Hamilton, normally where he plays. And then you're going to see DeMarcus Ayers all over the place as well. And uh, I'm very excited to see what Ayers is going to do. And uh, Eric Herman, uh, associate editor over here at, uh, at Steel City Underground, has a film room up on the website if you haven't seen it. Check that out. A few clips point out how Ayers had a very impressive first game as a Steeler, his first catch, etc., etc. He made an impact. We'll see what kind of impact he can still do. Now, I don't expect this to be a well-oiled machine with a bunch of plug-and-play type guys, but let's see if the standard is the standard. I think Vince Williams, I think he'll have an excellent game. I think we we could see Justin Gilbert do something. I'd like to see Justin Gilbert maybe return some kicks or punts, but I think Eli Rogers is going to be the punt returner with Antonio Brown. Uh, just sitting and watching, and it's going to be killing these guys because they're competitors, but you know what? Steelers, as the three seed, aren't in any position with a bye, so let's give some of these guys a bye this week. Let's get out of this game healthy. Let's not do anything foolish. I mean, uh, Boswell, don't get hurt. Don't do anything. Jordan Berry, don't get hurt. Don't do anything. You know, that's the one that really, really just kind of irks me is when someone is offside on that whole kick thing. And I've talked about this before too. And and, and this has happened with other games. I think was it, um, oh geez, was it something like Richard Sherman with maybe a Buffalo kicker or something of that nature? Somebody got, it was a penalty and it should just be blown dead because these kickers, the kickers are too valuable and we know what happened with Sean Sweesham. So, you know what? Don't even attempt to make a tackle, Boz. We don't care. Let the guy run 80 yards for a touchdown. Let let Browns fans like savor that. This is all the more football they're going to get. We need to live and die for and survive for another week. We need to move on. They don't. They they have they're not playing for anything, really, and their season is over after Sunday, January second. All the Cleveland Browns get to sit on the couch and watch us play the following week. That's just the fact of the matter, folks. Don't know what else I could tell you about this game. I just want to see the Steelers backups. I want to see them do business. I'm kind of excited about it. This is something that you usually only like uh, hypothesize about and you talk about it uh, around the water cooler. These are things on paper where you think, you know what, our backups could beat you. And you know what? I would absolutely love if they do. Until next time, go Steelers. Steelers Nation, be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. There's a time and a place for black and white. 
Like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>